Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. So Manic Wednesday here on Gentleman's World, and I have a statement for my listeners. Cash is king. I know that some people, see people in my age, maybe they understand what I'm saying, but there's some younger folks. By the way, welcome if you're new. But cash is king. Do you know why I say cash is king? Let me tell you a story, and you'll understand why cash is king. See, I have spent in cash, I'm talking cold, hard, Green backs, cash, stacks, cash. I have spent recently upwards of about $5,000 in cash. I just got back $1,200 of it in cash. This is all just to this car situation. So here's the background. And here's where we are now, because I think it's important. So you understand why I say cash is king. So this car I bought through a dealer, And it comes from the state of Arizona. And the problem here is the dealer got a clean title from Arizona. Sold it, took a look. There are things known about the car. In the past, we're talking in the past, the car had been reported stolen by its owner. The insurance company reimbursed the owner. They recovered the vehicle. Police report, police found the vehicle, recovered it. So it's not a loss because obviously I have the car. However, there's a, still a report at some point in time of a theft. This, in normal terms, is considered a salvage. It is not a salvage title. It's not a salvage brand. It's just reported as a total loss as of a point in time, thus reported as a salvage in the history of the VIN. Now, the problem is some states don't care. They'll still issue a clean title because they know that the car wasn't wrecked. It wasn't destroyed. The car's drivable. It never was damaged beyond anything. It's not a true salvage in the core definition of it. But Nevada, as jacked up as they are, if they see anything reported on the VIN that tells them that there was something that seems like it was a salvage, I'm not, I'm saying that with a straight face. They require you to fill out what's called a VP64. The VP64 in simple terms is me saying, you know what? I'm going to tell you that, yes, I know there was this record and I'm going to accept a salvage title. Now I told them when this whole happened, no, that's crap because there's nothing wrong with the car. I have it. It wasn't stolen. Yes, it was at a point in time, but it was recovered. That nullifies any sort of you know, salvage that might've been true. But in Nevada, if they see any record of it, they want to issue the salvage title. So I refused. So this this is why the $1,200 came back. You're wondering why the heck is it $1,200? In Nevada, if you buy a car out of state, you have to pay the tax on it if it came from a dealer. If you bought it private, you don't. But if you bought it from a dealer, you do. Unless the dealer holds the tax and submits it to the state. 
In this case, they don't. No problem. So that was about $1,000-ish. And then the registration fee, licensing, so about $1,260. Okay, so I went to a private, and it's basically a dealer, car dealer local, who can then submit the registration for me so I don't have to sit in freaking line at the DMV. They can fast track these. Really cool people. I, I walked in there with literally a stack of cash and told him, sorry, I need to get this done. I'm doing cash because I need this done quick. He didn't look at it weird. He's like, yeah, we think our cash, no problem. Cool. So I go in, drop the cash. He says, no problem. Okay, so then I get a call. It actually was a message and it pissed me off, but it was a, essentially a call. It said, they need this VP64. And I see that that's basically acknowledging it's going to be a salvage. And I'm like, screw that. I explained to them. I had to go down there, but I explained to them, no, it's not a true salvage because I had the vehicle. I don't want it treated as a salvage title. Number one, because with a salvage title, you can't really legally drive it. You have to sell it to a salvage, trade it to a dealer. You can't really, it's not really a title. Then you can do a rebuild. Well, it wasn't rebuilt. Nothing happened to it. So it all jacks everything up. So now that's going to decrease the value of the car just to have this thing issued. So I told them, no, we need to explain this to them. I even printed out. So what happened is I did a report prior to buying the car. It didn't show anything as far as any salvage. It showed the theft, but didn't show salvage. When this all came up from Nevada, I was trying to figure out what they were looking at. I ran a different report. It came back and said, we see a salvage record, not a salvage title. Okay, well, that's fine. It's a clean title. That's the bottom line. Since it's a clean title, let's get this thing rolling. So I explained it to them. They said, shouldn't be a problem. I got contacted uh, yesterday, said, sorry, they can't do it. They're not, they're, they're requiring that you do this. And I'm like, okay, well, screw you. So I want to get my money back. So I go down, <laughs> go down there and tell her, you know, I, this is me. This is the thing with the receipt and I need my money back. And she's looking at it and poor lady, she's just like freaked out. Cause she's like $1,200. I don't know if we have that much cash. Well, you better figure it out here. Do, do, do. I want my money here. I want my money back, money back, money back ribs. So she goes to the guy's desk and she's counting the money. I'm not looking at her because I don't want to be like a security risk or any of that kind of stuff. And she's counting the money and she's taking an abnormally long time. Now, I know that the United States education system is failing people. I get it. But yes, it's a lot of money, but it's not like counting bills is not that hard. We're, we're talking, it, what it ended up being was, six hundreds and a bunch of twenties. So we're not talking crazy amounts of denomination. I actually walked in there with hundreds, fifties, and twenties. I believe it was four hundreds and a bunch of fifties and some twenties. Here they gave me six hundreds and a bunch of twenties. So she made it harder on herself, but it's still not that hard. Five twenties is a hundred. Okay. Multiply that by five to get me to $500, right? And then five ones, and then do the 250 as a separate transaction in twenties or whatever, 260. And she was having a hard time. It was taking her like 10 minutes to count out my freaking money. So, and then she gives me back the paperwork and she's like, okay, let me get you set up for your for your appointment registration. Deep, deep, deep. We're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'll show you. Pull out your phone. I don't have a smartphone. What What do you mean? That, that pissed me off. What do you mean? What do I mean? I don't have a smartphone. I don't carry a freaking smartphone. Don't assume that I do. I'm not registering this car here. Because you just told me they're not going to take it without the VP64 and I'm not doing this business. That's why I'm getting my money back. If I, if I was going to go and register, I'd just have you guys do it. I'm giving my money back because I'm not going to do this crap. No, I refuse. So 
she's still weirded out and shocked about, you know, this cash she has to hand me and the fact I'm not registering and the fact that the, so I finally said, okay, I'm not going to do this. Give my stuff and I'm leaving. I leave. They're nice people, but it was pissing me off. So the plan now on the place that I'm going, I have to see if that state cares. If they don't care, I'll, that means I'll have to risk the drive and I'll just cut and run, risk the drive, get up to the new place that I've had that I've been paying for for two months now. See, and, and if they take it and they don't care, then we're good to go. And I'll just then trade the car up there. There's more inventory or whatever. If that place cares, as in they don't, they won't do it either. Then I got to figure out what my options are. Probably just sell it to a uh, salvage yard or something else as a salvage, but that's going to be a steep loss, my guess is. And I don't like that. So the reason cash is king, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children over the ages of 18 is because it was easy for me to get my money back. Didn't have to wait for a freaking check to be mailed six to eight weeks. Didn't have to wait for credit back to my bank account in two or three days. Didn't have to wait for a swipe on the card. Didn't have to worry about credit limits. Didn't have to worry about debit limits. Didn't have to worry about fraud reports of my card or some sort of helper service that's blocking large-scale transactions. No delays, no fuss, no muss. So that was that one. So you wonder what happened to the other 400, you know, $4,500 or whatever. That came when I had to replace the catalytic converter. So the guy who just cool dude, smelled really nice, but cool dude, at the Meineke, he gave me a quote. I was going to use my personal mechanic, but I figured this, the part's going to be over $2,000 anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And I'll get a warranty with Meineke. So I go to Meineke, give me a quote. He gave me an estimate up front. It's probably about five to five hundred to a thousand dollars for the part. Deep, deep, deep. Okay, cool. Yeah, probably about uh, maybe a thousand dollars in labor. Deep, deep, deep. Okay, fine. He comes back after they get the part because they get the part OEM. Total price, uh, I think it was like forty one hundred dollars or some crazy something. And I could tell this guy was freaked out. He's like, well, I, you know, I'll work with you. You know, we'll we'll work out a we'll work a deal. You know, I'll work with. I got you. I don't worry about it. Well, I, you know, I know it's a lot of money. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Just do it. So they do it. He calls me. And I come back in. And he's like, okay. Um, I think he said credit or debit or check or something. I said, no, I'm paying cash. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. So I pull out the wad, you know, big baller style. Pull out the wad. Counted it out already before I left. So I already had it. Big stacks. Slap it down on the desk. I think I gave him half of it in hundreds and half of it in fifties and then the rest in twenties. I think that's what it was. Something like that. But it was stacks. Man, I like your style. I'm talking to my wife about this. You're right. Yeah, cash is king. Deep, deep, deep. Because here's the thing. Doing it cash is nobody knows but me. Nobody knows but me. Nobody knows that I had a transaction other than mining key. Nobody knows what I did with my money other than Meineke. Nobody knows why I needed that much money other than Meineke. It's a direct transaction between two consenting adults, hint, hint, where nobody needs to care. Nobody knows it but me and uh, Meineke. That's what I wanted. Is It's a straight, largely untraceable. Now, of course, Meineke has records, and da, 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 but it's, it's really just a cash. He takes the cash, he puts it in the register, he keys up that I paid, by cash, but it's not like 
my card, gets a swipe of a thing, it calls a bank somewhere else, that bank talks to somebody else to verify funds, and then it goes to a merchant, and the merchant vets something else, and then that merchant communicates somebody else, and then that one pings this other service that happens to know that that card belongs to my bank, which happens to tie to an email, da, 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 da. none of that crap. Just walk in, here's the cash, give you my service, walk out. It is slick, clean, fast magic. Now, I'm not advocating that your regular average person walk around with $5,000 cash. At any, for any reason, I'm saying if you knew going in, you're going to do the transaction, get the money, you go get it done. Get the money, go get it done. There's no feeling like it in the world. And I know we're moving in a fast direction away from cash, but I'm telling you right now, the empowerment of paying in cash cannot be understated. I believe it's underappreciated. I believe it's a lost science. And I'll, I'll make a prediction right here, right now. I think in the next three years, four years, five years, we are going to see a rush back to cash. We're going to see more people wanting to pay cash. There are states that force the, the acceptance of cash as the true form of currency. You can't force digital payments, as an example. These are the states that are going to survive this next wave of garbage that's coming upon us. Now, as I apparently am going to, have to take this drive, and I don't, I'm pretty sure not going to do this weekend, maybe, but I doubt it because I've still got a lot to do. But as I do this drive or plan this drive and figure this all out, here's the situation. I'm going to have cash in pocket now that I got my $1,200 back. I'll have cash ready for the trip. I'm going to pay cash every step of the way. I will have some traceability because I'm going to be using internet, obviously, for... Uh, you know, on the road for things, email and whatnot. But the bottom line is cash is king. Cash is the, one of those last great sciences that we seem to have taken for granted. In closing, the other half of this that I'm doing for this whole mental transition, for this trip, I have paper maps. You think I'm crazy. I just did, I've been doing paper navigation and you'd be surprised just how much more efficient it is to do paper navigation instead of relying on a screen, relying on a tool, planning your route, actually taking the time to figure out where you're going and why, planning it ahead and using a paper map to get you there, using landmarks, site points. That's a, that's a lost art. It really is. And for where I'm going, it's easily doable, should be pretty fun. The only thing I don't like is the car that I'm taking, but... Beyond that, I think it should be pretty good. And so that ties into this whole cash mentality. The idea that I don't need the technology around me all the time. Really, the only time I need the technology is when I'm purposely checking my email. And the funny thing there, my brother claims he doesn't like email. This is a guy who is programming Pascal, mind you. So he's all extreme. Whereas I can't live without email. Email is the bee's knees. Screw text messages. Email is the business. Email lets you organize your life. Email lets you put stuff in the folders. Email lets you see where it's coming from. Text messages don't. If you knew who it was and you added them to an address book, then yeah. But other than that, text messages don't really help you. So I think text messages are crap. And then, of course, text message has the assumption of immediacy, which is crap. Same with debit cards. Same with credit cards. Same with touchless payments. There's an assumption that you got credit or you have a balance, all that's there. Cash is cash. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. And you can count it right then and there. You know what you gave them. You're not going to get breached for your almost cussed. 
breach for your stuff. Nobody's going to, quote, take me for my paper because they can't. They can try. They'll get muscled down. So I am not telling anybody on this call, this show, this uh, airing what to do with their money. I'm I'm not going to do that. I never will. I don't do it on the Crypto Talk Radio side either. I am telling you in all arrogance that cash is king. Nothing can touch it. Nothing comes close to it. There's no feeling like it. And if you haven't done it in a while, I will give you a call to action. Just one time. Hit up the ATM. Pull out enough money, whatever your maximum is for your daily ATM withdrawal limit. And by the way, it's probably not $500 anymore. If you go to Bank of America, they'll let you take out $1,000. If your limit's 1000 or greater, you can take 1000 out of Bank of America. So that's a tip. And then the denominations are kind of wonky. So if I want fives, I have to go to the Chase ATM inside. If I want uh, hundreds and fifties, I'd go to Bank of America. So tens is well, Wells Fargo, I think. So denominations are kind of screwed up. But I challenge you to just one time take out your maximum withdrawal. And then as you do whatever you do, you go to restaurants, you go to some game, and you go to the concession stand, or you go to shopping somewhere, go and pay with cash. Just feel it again. If you haven't done it in a while or you never did it, I challenge you to do it. And that feeling, the control is euphoric. It cannot be understated. And if you walk away frustrated, confused, not getting it, no emotions whatsoever, doesn't make sense to you, you prefer to swipe your card, no problem. Later, if and when that card gets breached, I want you to think back to when Leister here at casualtalkradio.net tried to get you to embrace cash and love it and welcome it and take it back into your life and you totally ignored what he said and then give it another chance. Because I do think if you have an open mind, you will find that for your routine 99% of expenses, you'll find that the empowerment of paying with cash has no real value you can place upon it and no price tag that can cover it. It simply is a feeling that you must experience yourself. I can't explain it to you other than cash, my friends, is king. It always will be. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.